0: This podcast is made possible by listener support on Patreon. If you would like to support the podcast, please visit patreon.com slash Sam Near-Death Experiences. Why should I be afraid of dying? See you no know, reason for it. You better go sometime. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sam Reed's Near-Death Experiences podcast. Today we're going to be looking at an out-of-body experience. This is something that we've touched on, on a, in a couple episodes, but uh, it differs from a near-death experience in the fact that there's no life-threatening condition going on while this, is, uh, while this experience happens. The uh, gentleman's name is Greg, and Greg goes to sleep one night, and he has this amazing experience, in it, an encounter with God. And it, it shares many of the hallmarks that we often see in near-death experiences. So this is kind of another interesting avenue for us to look at because presumably it's much more accessible to us in our daily lives. Maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of, it happens on its own accord. It's not like we can really make this happen, but this is just a man going to sleep at night. It's... It's not you know, some fever or, or low blood pressure or some kind of stroke or any, any medical condition that brings this out about. It's just one of those, I don't know, phenomenal things that happens to us. So this is something that I, I've wanted to do for a little while is to, to go through one that's explicitly an out-of-body experience. And and kind of explore it and and see what we can learn from it and add it to what we've learned about near-death experiences so far. So this experience happened back in 2003. I am getting it from the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation website, nderf.org. And I suggest you go check it out. Uh, I'll post the link in the description. And... Yeah, I, I loved going through this, it was very interesting and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it uh, after I read it and, and even go through some of the questions that are asked at the end of the experience. So without any further ado, here is Greg's out of body experience. This happened to me back in 2003 and I still remember this as vividly as the day it happened. On the night in question, I went to bed, it being like any other ordinary night. I remember waking up, as it were, only to find myself in complete darkness, which I call the void. This was no dream because I just knew it was real. My senses worked perfectly, and I had complete clarity of thought. It was more real than my sitting here and typing this. The feeling I had was of complete contentedness and an overwhelming peace. I tried to peer through the darkness, but no matter how much I strained to look in any direction, it was completely impenetrable. After I gave up trying to see something, I just stared around in wonder. Then a thought popped into my head. Oh... I must be dead, oh well. I was rather nonchalant about it. I sat there for between moments and minutes, I couldn't really tell. Time didn't seem to exist. All was silent and I was actually quite content to sit there forever. I was very curious about my new situation and thought nothing odd about being there. I had no sense of even having a body. I just was. There was no temperature, no sound, and no nothing. I couldn't move even if I wanted to. I didn't know how, and even if I did, there was nowhere to go. After a few moments of this, I thought to myself, where's God in all this? At the very moment I thought that, a pinprick of bright golden light suddenly appeared on my right side far off in the distance at first I wasn't sure what I was seeing then the light vanished after a split second and suddenly reappeared this time it was a tiny bit closer it kept doing this vanishing and getting closer and closer with each appearance each time it did this there was a strange sound like a far off thunderclap only it wasn't thunder I can't really describe it Right after the first two or three pulses, the thought came to mind. Ooh, that must be the tunnel. God is at the end of that. I have to concentrate on it, or I might be stuck here forever. So I intently concentrated. I also had the odd thought, don't think of anything bad. I was worried that I would slip up and do that in front of him. Now that I've thought about it, It was kind of silly for me to say that to myself, since he knows everything already. Once the light engulfed me completely, I flew through the tunnel. It was quite fast at first, then I wondered if I could slow it down. So I thought slower, then faster. As I thought this, it happened. As an aside, the walls of the tunnel were streaked with blue rays when I would look at it. Mostly I was looking up, if you can call it that. When I looked up, it looked like I was inside a pitch black tornado. The walls twisted around themselves as I moved through it until I saw a super bright pinprick of light appear at the end. This kept getting brighter and brighter until I finally reached the top of the tunnel. I recall stopping at the top of the tunnel and floating towards an opening or portal. A strange feeling came over me that told me I had arrived behind me was the top of the tunnel in front of me was a demarcation point consisting of a bright blue sky with swirling white clouds around it in the very center I saw a massive ball of light of indescribable brightness I knew immediately this was God although I'm using words like in front and behind They are really meaningless as my vision had expanded to 360 degrees. I would look behind me to focus on the mouth of the tunnel, which was swirling and darker than even the blackness surrounding it. I was acutely aware of that, however I wasn't actually turning my head to look at this since I didn't have a head, much less a body. I had a simultaneous view of all angles. I was also more aware of myself than when I was in the void. I now perceived myself as a puffball of energy, although I was completely formless. I felt completely drawn to him. I felt such longing to be with him that I wanted to merge immediately. This time I could move with a mere effort of will. Wherever I wanted to go, I would instantly be there. The problem was that when I tried to approach God, I was immediately blocked by an unseen force. I can't even describe the way I was stopped. I didn't bump into any force, wall, or anything. I would just be firmly but gently halted right where the beginning of the blue sky started. I was neither disappointed nor angry, just intensely curious. After trying to get through the barrier twice more and failing, I noticed the very tall silhouette of a man entering my field of vision from my right side and taking a place between God and myself. He was unmistakably Jesus. With later reflection, I wonder if it was either my guide or God presenting that form to me to give me something with a human aspect to grasp onto that I would be comfortable with. I was reared with a Catholic background so this makes sense to me. He had no features, but was filled with an amazing deep blue radiance. It was a very captivating sight, but I still wanted to merge with the light. I even remember being slightly put off that he was blocking my vision of the light and thinking that if he would just move over a bit, then I could see the brightness again. He apparently heard me, because he moved over just enough to give me a quick glimpse. Then he moved back again. I tried four more times to zoom directly through him and directly into the blue sky. The same barrier blocked me at every attempt. There was no way I was going to be allowed to pass. I can only assume it wasn't my time. I finally gave up and backed off enough to sit there and have a staring contest with him with neither of us addressing the other. The only thought that kept coming into my mind was, I wonder why he's not saying anything. I just sat there waiting for him to say something. It never happened. Regardless of this, I was still overwhelmed with peace and super curious as to everything going on. I never felt any infinite love nor knowledge being transferred to me in any way. I guess that wasn't on the menu. After about a minute of this staring contest, I found myself backing away from the light and towards the top of the tunnel. I tried to stay, but it was clear that I was being gently directed back towards the tunnel, whether I liked it or not. Before I realized it, I was rocketing back down the tunnel at the same speed as before. The light grew smaller and smaller, until only a crack of it remained. I tried to keep it in my field of vision, but it vanished after that. After I reached the bottom of the tunnel, I ended up being dumped into a normal, earthly dream. After I woke up, I found the aspects of my regular dream to be fading quickly, as I would expect. My journey to God, on the other hand, left me with complete recollection. There is not one detail that I cannot remember, even to this day. After thinking about it, I assume I was in the void for the purpose of giving me the choice to either ask for God or return to the world. It occurs to me now that whichever scenario I picked would have been honored. Okay, so that was Greg's out-of-body experience. I'm going to go through a couple of the questions that he answered at the end of his experience. We don't always do this, but there are questions at the end of uh, every experience on the nderf.org website. And sometimes they can just add a bit of context and a little extra information. And so I'm going to go through a few that I found interesting and, and share them with you. But if you're interested, I would highly recommend you you go read the full kind of questionnaire to hear his answers because they're really fascinating So the first one that we're going to do. At the time of your experience, was there an associated life-threatening event? No, an out-of-body experience while asleep, other sleep state. How did your highest level of consciousness and alertness during the experience compare to your normal everyday consciousness and alertness? More consciousness and alertness than normal. There was a clarity to my thoughts and feelings. I can't really describe it better than to say that it was an amazing experience just to be, rather than being in the body. It was extremely freeing to be lighter than air. Did you see an unearthly light? Yes. The only way I can describe God was as a massive light that was brighter than all the light in the universe put together in time's infinity. In comparison, in the body and trying to stare at the sun for more than a second or two is an incredibly painful experience. Here, I didn't want to stop looking at him. He is extremely easy on the eyes. Words really fail here. The brightness is just beyond explanation. Did you suddenly seem to understand everything? Everything about the universe. Though I did not receive any infinite knowledge... I finally understood what I am means, in the most intimate way. That simple phrase sums up all existence. I've been trying to recapture that feeling to no avail since then. We are all one and interconnected through Him. What hurts one of us hurts us all. When we help others, we help ourselves and Him. Did your experience include features consistent with your earthly beliefs? Content that was both consistent and non-consistent with the beliefs you had at the time of your experience. I had always had the idea before my experience that God was more of a man who was dressed in a robe, sitting on a throne in some antiseptic corner of the cosmos and ruling with a scepter. When I saw him as he really is, it gave me complete clarity He just is, as are we. The image of a man on the throne that was completely made up by my mind was completely wrong. We are made in his image, though not of a bipedal human being that most people envision. We are all of spirit. Did you have a change in your values and beliefs because of your experience? Yes, I now know for certain God exists and that earth is nothing more than a tough school designed designed to teach us through the life of hard knocks. Did you seem to encounter a mystical being or presence, or hear an unidentifiable voice? I encountered a definite being, of a voice clearly of mystical or unearthly origin. I encountered not only the light, but also the silhouette of what I believed at the time to be Christ. I was a Catholic back then, so it would make sense that God would be projecting the form of a concept that I would be comfortable with. This being was over a hundred feet tall compared to me, and was a deep blue color. There were no features, yet I instantly knew it was him. I tend to shy away from religion, yet I cannot deny what I saw. To this day, I'm convinced it was him in a form I would find comforting. What life changes occurred in your life after your experience? Large changes in my life. I seem to have an effect on electrical equipment. Lights tend to flicker. Sometimes I hear the hum of electronics, even when they're off. Television screens and computer monitors will occasionally blank out and come back on for seemingly no reason. Twice the TV has turned on merely by my entering the room. I am less sensitive to pharmaceuticals since the experience. Medicines that worked for me before now don't. My intuition has become far more developed than before the experience. Before, logic ruled my actions. Now I follow my gut instinct. Okay, so that was just a little extra information to kind of flesh out his experience a little more. I found it fascinating and there's not really a whole lot here for me to to analyze in too much depth but there's a few things that I thought we could talk about just to really try to understand what this was uh, so he had an out of body experience just happened in the middle of the night kind of a normal night you know he he went to bed and just happened to find himself in this place and he calls it the void that's what many other people have called it when they have been there. There's, it, there's quite a, a lot of variation where, um, where a near-death experience or an out-of-body experience starts. Some people view their body from above and float into a different dimension. Some people will have some beautiful scenes of nature, like by a lake or on a hillside or something. Some people will see a town or, or some kind of city some people will be in the void in, in complete blackness and it's kind of interesting that he he seems content there he says there's there's no time that's you know something that we, we see quite often that there's kind of no dimension he he just kind of is he's just being and I've, I found it very interesting that that he can find just kind of a contentedness and that he would be okay staying like that forever. That kind of lends some credence, I think, to the uh, the belief of, of Buddhists and, and perhaps even atheists that there's just kind of a, a nothingness that that is open to us if we believe in it. <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell, what exactly will experience, but his uh, OBE suggests that you experience what you believe in. He is floating in this kind of nothingness, this void, and he seems quite content. And I'm sure people who want that, if if one is an atheist or doesn't like the idea of God or anything, can can experience nothingness if that's what they desire. But the whole experience changes once he thinks about God. And this is something I've seen in other near-death experiences before, is that the person finds themselves in a void, in a blackness. And then once they think about God, once the thought kind of appears, and in this case he asks the question, where is God in all this? That's when a pinprick of light shows up. And he he describes this kind of pulse of the of the light appearing and disappearing, and then coming closer and closer, and then this leads to a tunnel, which he describes kind of like a tornado, which is pretty cool, uh, with different streaks of light, rays of light going through it, and and this transform uh, transports him to this uh, heavenly realm, this afterlife realm with with God, and. There's some some kind of barrier that he can't cross. And there's, I guess, a blue sky and then this massive ball of light in the middle that represents God. Now, we've seen God represented in multiple forms so far in these many episodes that we've done so far. Um, One of them was uh, a kind of central inner bright sun... It's kind of the God image. Another was a uh, a circle with an eye in it and scenes going around, floating around this circle. So there's there's quite a, a lot of variation, of course. Another experiencer saw God as a giant man, but Greg saw it as a massive ball of light. And many people describe a... Unearthly light. We've seen that in other near-death experiences as well. So far, it's just a a indescribably bright, beautiful light that we can apparently look on look on with ease, according to Greg. But with our human eyes, we we couldn't couldn't possibly uh, stand to look at something that bright. But in this spiritual form, I suppose it's quite easy. So that's that's interesting that we have specifically this circle, this ball image, the sphere um, associated with this light. And it's kind of funny he it's, <laughs> he he describes himself as as kind of a ball of energy, and and he's trying to merge with this with this uh, God image, this. Indescribable, beautiful light, and he keeps trying and trying. So it's it's kind of interesting that he starts out by saying, "Well, I'd be okay, you know, staying in the void." He he felt content, he felt peaceful, but then once he sees God, then he has an overwhelming desire to merge with that. That light and that's something that we we hear all the time. Now he doesn't have a life review and he says he doesn't experience any infinite love or infinite knowledge. He's just he, he really understands being, I suppose he he says he he finally understands what it means to say I am he understands his existence and his true, Form, I suppose, and so he tries multiple times to join with God, and he's uh, <laughs> prevented from doing so. He hits some kind of barrier, and and then he describes seeing Christ. At least that's he seems a little a little conflicted about this this man that that comes out. He 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 knows instantly that it's Christ, but he also says that it could just be a a guide or some kind of f- form of a man for him to feel more comfortable and that's that's something i've heard described in many other places that the uh, christ or or some kind of guide or angel is is a way of of personifying god of of making us comfortable, because God is so diffuse and, and complex and complicated that we need something that we can relate to. And we best do that when we have a, a human being to interact with. And so he describes Christ as uh, apparently gigantic compared to him, uh, over 100 feet high and Having a deep blue radiance, and yeah, he's—it's pretty, pretty funny. He just—he kind of has a, a stare down with with Christ, and and we have another indication that his thoughts are the mode of of communication because he he thinks, oh, Christ is kind of blocking his son, so to speak. Like he's tanning or something, he's uh, Christ is blocking out the 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 light of God, and and he thinks, oh, I wish he would just move over a bit, and so he does, he does just for a second for him to get another glimpse, and then he goes back, and and I guess he's he's kind of expecting some kind of communication, some kind of well, he's waiting for for Christ to say something, and there's nothing it's just kind of a stare down which is interesting it's just kind of like saying here i am it's there's no infinite knowledge or wisdom that's passed along it's just a pure experience and then he he is gradually kind of i guess tugged tugged back into the tunnel and and taken back into a normal dream so what, what's interesting is that there's, there's kind of this interplay bef- between the control that he has of the experience and that which he doesn't control. I'm, I often say in these episodes that we don't choose our dreams, that they have their own autonomy, that they have their own volition. Um, and in here we, we can kind of see that. Because at the same time, he has some degree of control to, to be able to guide this experience. He could have just stayed in the void, but he thought of God and then was able to bring the tunnel closer for him to get access to that. And he also has this sense that he shouldn't have any bad thoughts while this is going on, which is kind of interesting. It gives a lot of credence, I suppose, to the idea that you are what you think, that thoughts have a substance to them that, especially in this realm, that, that is greater than just here on earth. But he's able, and once he's, once he's through the tunnel, he is able to move around at will, perhaps because there is, there's some, something for him to move in relation to. I suppose if you were just in blackness and there was nothing around you, then how could you move? Because you wouldn't know if you had moved or not. You can only move when you're in relation to an object. And perhaps once he sees God and has this vision, then he, or this uh, experience of, of meeting God, then he has something that he can relate to and move in relation to. Um, but he does have this, this ability to move, although it is thwarted. He's He hits this this barrier. So he has some control he has some volition he has some agency but not complete and that's something very interesting like in in lucid dreams you know a lot of people like you know learning about lucid dreams and stuff because you can kind of control your dreams and you can do supposedly whatever you want but at least as far as i've experienced a lot of times you'll run into uh, things you can't do. That you'll try to talk to someone or, or get someone to do something, and they won't do go along with your wishes. So it's it's not uh, a complete. You don't have complete control, which which is interesting. So so he. This is a, a kind of an interesting experience because there it's free of of some of the n- normal messages that we get when we look at near-death experiences. it's It's kind of more just, like I said before, just kind of a experience that says, Here I am. Uh, here is god. and And that's all that's transmitted and And he gains a deep knowledge about his true self, his true nature, perhaps about. Being in existence, he says that he has had electrical after effects which we we have mentioned before in in previous episodes, which is again very fascinating don't know don't know exactly what's going on there, but it seems to be a recurring pattern and this was not a near death experience he didn't die, but it was a transformative experience nonetheless where he uh, it sounds like he could have died if he had chosen to and he he even describes when he first gets into the void like oh I'm dead and he was very nonchalant about it which is pretty typical of these type types of experiences so even though this is just an out-of-body experience he still has these strange electrical after effects of TV screens flickering and whatnot, which is God only knows what, what that is. It's some kind of interaction between the inner and outer worlds. I don't know. But it's it's fascinating and um and I guess I'll just end with with a very powerful idea that I think comes out of this experience and other experiences like it. And that is that, you know, we most of these episodes so far, we've been talking about people who were close to death or had some kind of brush with death, but that is not always the case to have an experience like this. Presumably, any one of us tonight when we go to sleep could have an experience like this. He does not seem to have any any reason or, or explanation of why it happened it just just happened in his dreams or while while he was sleeping and, and between his dreams and he he even mentions that his his dreams kind of faded away like they would normally when he woke up but this experience was like hyper real had super clarity and so is it is it any wonder that we've developed? all these different religions throughout, you know, the millennia that, that we've been having dreams and <laughs> being humans. Like, if just some random person can have an experience like this, is it any wonder that religions have developed and and grown and, and developed all the rituals and dogmas surrounding them? They all must boil back down to some original experience of somebody and the fact that Greg has had this experience just out of the blue, that means that any one of us could have it. And I think that would, it seems to be an extremely powerful thing and a great, I guess, grace, a a kind of blessing to be able to to have this kind of experience, you know, because I I don't know about, uh, people are all different and, but at least for me, I don't want to believe anything. I want to know something. I, I don't want to believe in anything that I haven't had the experience of. And I've had intimations of divine things through dreams, but I've never had a direct experience like that. And, and it doesn't seem to be up to you. It seems to be up to uh, some force beyond something greater. Whenever it wants to manifest in our dreams or, or in a vision or, or some kind of experience, it can, which is interesting because it's, <laughs> it could happen at any moment. I suppose you take a long nap and you could see God. It's like that's <sighs> that's that's pretty pretty mind blowing. So now I suppose there are probably ways of of. Inducing an experience like this, like meditation or a trance or some kind of hypnosis or or even a, a drug experience that doesn't involve you know being close to death per se. but it is fascinating nonetheless that just a normal <laughs> normal night of sleep and and you could be graced with this amazing gift of, of getting to see uh, see God so. I think we'll end there, but uh, I hope you enjoyed hearing this, this experience, and uh, I, I certainly did. I, it's a pleasure to get to read it, and, and I will uh, continue uh, making these episodes and getting them out to you all. Uh, if you want to send me an email, you may do so at Experiences at gmail.com. If you want to support the podcast... Check out uh, my Patreon page, Sam Reads Near-Death Experiences. You can uh, join our Facebook page, Sam Reads Near-Death Experiences. <laughs> I gotta, it's, a, it's a little long of a name, but it's pretty accurate as to what, what it describes. And if you want to follow me along in my daily life, you can do so on Instagram, and my name is The Timberline. So now we will wrap up with a quote on death. Okay, so to end this episode, I'm going to finish off with a quote from the psychologist Carl Jung, who I'm fond of quoting, particularly because he has so many great ones. But this one is coming. I'm not sure the the reference I've got here of, of where this is coming from. It says J.E.T. It's an acronym for for one of his works. I'm not sure which one, but I love the quote, so I wanted to end with it. Death is a drawing together of two worlds not an end we are the bridge